Good morning, church. As we enter week 12 or 13, I'm not sure, of COVID-19, many of us are frustrated, uncertain, and ready to be set free from lockdown. We're ready for the chains of the coronavirus to be broken. As we continue to navigate our way through this, we begin a new sermon series today called Letters from Lockdown. And I'm sure that every one of us could write letters from lockdown describing some of our frustrations, some of our concerns. Over the next four weeks, we'll be looking at a letter from the Apostle Paul that he wrote from a prison cell. Paul was in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul spent three years quarantined against his will, beaten almost to death, chained to a Roman soldier 24 hours a day. Now, let me be clear that sheltering in place for COVID-19 is not the same thing as being in prison. Millions of believers from all over the world are in prison suffering because they believe in Jesus Christ or they are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. Last week, I shared uh, a couple stories out of my past uh, about our singing group that started down in Lakewood Campground. Well, fast forward a couple years, we were singing in Lexington, Kentucky in a correction institute, a prison. I never forget the strange feeling we had as we walked into the prison and those big metal doors shut behind us. We were all very nervous to be singing and sharing the gospel inside a prison. As we sang, we would introduce ourselves and say a few words. We all struggled with to say, wanting to say the right thing. And I never forget when Judy Leslie, it was her turn, Judy looked out over the inmates and said, my name is Judy Leslie and I'm really glad you're here tonight. And let me just say that the inmates didn't respond very favorably. They booed and they jeered Leslie. And she looked at us going, what? What did I say? Nobody wanted to be in lockdown and none of us want to be where we are. The Apostle Paul did not want to be in lockdown. But yet, despite his chains, despite his pain, he wrote about joy. In, in these four short chapters in Philippians, Paul mentions joy, rejoicing, glad 19 times, teaching us that in the midst of lockdown, we can find joy in sorrow, that we can have victory instead of becoming victims. Paul also used the word mind 10 times. Think, remember five times each. Paul was writing a letter about how to develop a Christian mindset not to have a Christian mood. Our moods will come and go, but God wants to change our minds and to give us a mindset of joy. I believe that this letter from the Apostle Paul can help us learn to experience joy even in the midst of lockdown. Paul chose to be joyful in his chains. Now, some would argue that Paul chose his chains when he was arrested in Jerusalem for preaching the gospel, he notified the authorities that he was a Roman citizen. 
and he wanted to appeal his case to Rome. And God used that appeal to advance the gospel all the way to Rome. Let me read you what Paul writes in his first chapter, chapter one, verses 12 through 14. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It is my prayer that we, as followers of Jesus in the midst of lockdown, will gain courage and will boldly speak the message of Jesus Christ without fear. In lockdown, Paul chose to advance the gospel. He chose to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, and he invites us to do the same thing. In Rome, Paul would have been chained to four different elite Roman soldiers for 24 hours a day. Now, in that condition, we would expect the gospel to slow down. We would expect the church to be in jeopardy. That certainly was the hope of the Jewish authorities who had had Paul thrown into prison. But Paul writes this, the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Paul may have been in chains, but the gospel was running free. Paul was not chained to Roman soldiers. Roman soldiers were chained to Paul. And Paul was willing to use his chains to advance the gospel, willing to use his pains to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, advance the gospel. Advance is a military term. To go where no one else has gone. The gospel of Jesus Christ had not gone to Rome until Paul was put into prison. Now, I'm sure that all these soldiers chained to Paul heard the good news about Jesus Christ at some time or another. And some of these elite Roman soldiers believed in Jesus Christ and the gospel was advanced. The gospel began to spread into the upper reaches of Roman society. Make no mistake, Paul was very contagious with the gospel. You see, Paul had a secret in the midst of the prison, in the midst of chains, and his name was Jesus. And Paul wasn't keeping Jesus secret. He was spreading and advancing the gospel. Now, I know that some listening this morning, you find yourself in chains that you did not choose. Sickness, divorce, maybe financial challenge brought on by COVID-19, a job loss, etc. And how can you find joy in the midst of these chains? I would ask us to follow the example of the Apostle Paul to ask God to use your chains to help someone else in their pain. Use your chains to help someone else discover a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. To pray, God, use my lockdown to help reach people who are locked out of faith. Paul wrote these words in Romans 8, 28, a familiar passage. 
And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, the gospel is still advancing in Mount Horeb during the coronavirus. Even though our sanctuary is closed, our auditorium is closed, we're not doing children's ministry here at the campus. We're not doing student ministry on campus. The gospel is still advancing through all kinds of social media platforms. We're going places we've never gone before. A couple weeks ago, we offered our first ever new member Zoom class. I was a little bit nervous because I'd never done a Zoom call with 80 people on the call. And from that call, the gospel of Jesus Christ was advanced. Eight people made a first-time profession of faith. Fourteen people reaffirmed their faith in Jesus Christ. Ten people requested baptism. And 65 people joined the church via a Zoom call. Advancing the gospel, going places we've never gone before. I love what Francis Chan said in regards to COVID-19. Francis Chan is now a missionary in Hong Kong. He said, this is the fruit of the spirit. Take advantage of this time. Don't miss this opportunity. This is one of the greatest opportunities for reaching out to a lost world and showing them that we haven't lost our joy. We haven't lost our love and we haven't lost our peace. Advancing the gospel is what Paul chose to do. Even in your chains, even in your pain, I believe God wants to use all of us to advance the gospel. Now, let me also acknowledge this morning that lockdown during this pandemic has has put some people in chains because of poor choices. We read these headlines called The Devastating Effects of Lockdown. Is the cure worse than the virus? And certainly there's going to be an economic impact. We hopefully not a long term. We hope it'll, the economy will bounce back. But in addition to economic impact, we know there's been an impact on, on, on emotional health, mental health, and spiritual health. Statistics show that during this lockdown, that substance abuse and pornography have really increased. The use of, of pornography seeking out comfort from substances. And we know that those kinds of decisions lead to domestic problems, struggles in faith and marriage and family troubles. Today, if you find yourself in chains because of some poor choices, I want you to know that we serve a God who has the power to break those chains. If you follow the life of Paul. The first time he went to Philippi, he was also thrown into prison. He and Silas, Paul and Silas were in prison. And in in, in 12 midnight, it says in scriptures, they, they were singing and praising God in the midst of their pain. And suddenly an earthquake came and their chains were broken and the prison doors were thrown open. I believe that can happen for you this morning. When we make poor choices, 
we end up with chains of addiction or dysfunction. The evil one wants to convince us that our chains cannot be broken. We can never be set free. He wants us to think like an elephant. You know, the elephant that that weighs up to 15,000 pounds that can stand 13 feet tall. Yeah, they can be held captive by a single small rope, a chain around one of their legs. And no doubt a fully grown elephant could easily break those chains or break that rope. But they're chained at a young age and they grew up in captivity thinking there's no use struggling against their chains. They're conditioned to believe they cannot break free. Now, when we make poor choices and we chase things that we think will make us happy, we begin to think that there's no way that I can break free from this addiction. Maybe you feel helpless because you turn to alcohol or drugs to numb the pain of isolation or lockdown. You feel locked into pornography because you thought it would bring you some comfort. Things that you thought would comfort you now control you. Remember this, the evil one always lies to us and tells us what we want to hear to make us worse. But God always tells us the truth, some things that we may not want to hear, but truth to set us free. So this morning, I want you to hear the truth of God, that God loves you and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he wants to break the chains that are holding you in bondage. I want to suggest you make some steps yourself. I'm going to pray that, first of all, there'll be an awareness of the problem, of the chains that have you in bondage. Second, that you would acknowledge that God is a chain breaker that Jesus Christ has the power and came to set the captive free, to redeem and to change, that our God is a God of second chances. So praying for you to have an awareness, to acknowledge God, to admit by confessing your sins, by receiving God's grace and God's mercy. And third, accept accountability. Accept the Holy Spirit's conviction in your life. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And the Holy Spirit will continue to convict you about change, but also expand your accountability to a friend, to someone you can trust, even a family member. You won't be able to break these chains alone. You will need the help of grace and mercy, the Holy Spirit and friends and family. And then take some action steps. Change your environment. Change your situation, change your surroundings, change your friends. And you too, with God's help, can break these chains. Remember that God uses circumstances to save us, to strengthen us, and Satan uses circumstances to enslave us and discourage us. I came across these verses from Psalm 107, verses 10, 11, and some verses in 13 through 16. Listen to these words. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them. He saved them from their distress. 
He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. Paul chose to advance the gospel. I pray that you too will allow the gospel to advance in your life. Paul also chose to grow in lockdown. He was committed to grow in his faith. He did not waste his lockdown. Do not waste your lockdown. God wants you to continue to grow. I love this short verse from 2 Timothy in Paul writing instructions to the young minister, Timothy. And he says this about Timothy coming to visit him in prison. And when you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas. Bring my coat and, he says, my scrolls, especially the parchments. Why? Because Paul wanted to keep growing. He wanted to keep writing. Charles Spurgeon preached a sermon on this text. He says, Paul is in prison. He cannot preach. What will he do? If he cannot preach, he will read. He will study. He will pray. What do fishermen do when they're not fishing? They mend their nets. Spurgeon went on to say this, so if providence has laid you upon a sickbed and you cannot teach your class, if you cannot be working for God in public, then read the scriptures, read devotions, read and grow in your faith. Paul didn't waste his time in prison. He continued to grow in his faith and grow the church. I can tell you that over these last three months, I've spent more time reading scripture more time reading devotionals, sharing the word of God with people via social media, researching for biblical truth online, searching for new ways to grow the church. Don't waste this pandemic. Continue to seek to grow. And then thirdly, Paul chose hope. You know, Paul was looking forward to getting out of prison. He was looking forward to getting back together with his friends. I love what he wrote to Philemon in verse 22. And one thing more, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Well, friends at Mount Horb, we're preparing the guest room. We're preparing to reopen our sanctuary, our auditorium for worship on June the 14th. Now, you've received some guidelines from me and from the church about some of the measures we'll take to keep us all safe. Be in prayer about those things. And let me just challenge all of us in the midst of those restrictions or guidelines, be joyful, be joyful about being together. And certainly if you're not comfortable coming to the sanctuary or to the auditorium, you can continue to worship online. You can be comfortable there in your home, but let's be excited about getting back together choosing to have hope. One of our core values at Mount Horeb is we believe that we are better together. And we know that when we get together with other believers, we're going to find a greater sense of joy. And then last of all, this morning, I want you to know this, that Paul chose to be joyful. He chose to be joyful. Joy became his default. Became his default. 
What is your default during this pandemic? Is it joy? Is joy the first thing that happens whenever something goes wrong, circumstances change? Or is it anger? Is it blame? Is it frustration? Is it shame? And I confess to you, there are times joy has not been my default. But I want to go forward by choosing joy, by allowing the Holy Spirit to grow in me the fruit of joy. Now, Paul had a contagious joy, not a contingent joy. You see, contingent joy is based upon circumstances. Contagious joy is when we trust the one who brings us through circumstances. Don't have a contingent joy. Have a contagious joy. Contagious joy is inviting God to make our messes into messages, our, our stories into things that we can share with the world of how God was with us. Now, one of the ways that we choose joy is through worship. Again, Paul found joy in worship, singing hymns and praising God even in chains. I love what Stephen Furtick said about praising God in chains. He said this, don't let your chains break your worship. Let your worship break your chains. Let your worship break your chains. In just a, a few moments, we're going to worship at the end of this message. And I would encourage you to, to let worship of Almighty God break your chains. Paul chose joy because he knew Jesus Christ was a change breaker. We said on Easter that Jesus Christ was a grave changer because he had the power to break chains. Paul's joy came from Jesus Christ. He didn't see Jesus Christ as a principle to follow, but a person to believe in. Paul left a religion to find a relationship with Jesus Christ that brought him great joy. Looking into chapter four, Paul said, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considered in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Paul found joy in knowing that God would meet his needs. He also said this in chapter four, at the moment I have all I need. Now he's in prison, he's in lockdown, but he's proclaiming that God has met his needs. One of, the, one of the ways we find joy in lockdown is knowing that God will meet our needs. He says, I'm generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Ephroditus. They are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which, you've been, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God will meet our needs in lockdown. And that brings us joy. I read the story of a little girl whose mom took her into the princess store. The little girl loved the princesses, the Disney princesses. And in this store, she saw all kinds of jewelry and dresses and crowns. But her eyes fell upon a string of pink pearls. She had to have those pearls, those imitation pearls. So she pleaded with her mom and her mom agreed to buy this princess want to be, this young girl, this string of pearls. And the little girl took the pearls and placed them on her neck and she wore them every day. She would not take them off. And the pink 
pearls began to fade. The, the, the strings began to deteriorate. And one night, her father was putting the young princess to bed and looked at the condition of the pearls and said, Honey, would you give me your pearls? No, Daddy. Princesses got to have their pearls. I can't give you my pearls. Several weeks passed and the, the string of pearls were, were getting pretty bad. The father tucked his daughter into bed and said to his daughter, Princess, do you love me? The little girl says, Daddy, you know I love you. And the father said, will you give me your pearls? She began to cry and said, Daddy, I cannot give you my pearls. On the next night, the father again asked his young princess for her worn out pearls. And with trembling hands, a small tear came down her face. She, she bravely untied the pearls and surrendered them to her father. Her father thanked her, told her he loved her, and then reached into his pocket and gave her a set of real pearls, beautiful pearls that he wanted her to have. She screamed with delight, with joy in her face. You see, that little story illustrates the great love and mercy of our God, that we cling and are chained to so many imitations that cannot bring us real joy. And Jesus is asking for us to surrender our imitation pearls, those things that we think bring us happiness. He wants to give you the gift of grace, the gift of abundant life, mercy and real joy. My friends, Paul found joy locked in a dark dungeon because he knew his heavenly father had something better for him. From the pits, he wrote about real joy. And that convinces me that in the midst of the, the greatest lockdown in the history of the world, we can find real joy. This morning, I believe in Jesus Christ, that he has the power to break chains. We have a wonder-working God who can break chains, to break every chain, to break every chain, to give you new life and to set you free and help you experience joy that is unspeakable. Pray with me. Our gracious God, I thank you that you love us so much, that you saw us chasing all the things of the world, trying to find happiness, struggling in our circumstances, choosing cheap imitations to make us happy. You saw all of that and you sent Jesus Christ into the world. You gave us the gift of your only son, and Jesus Christ came and demonstrated what real life was to look like. And you loved us so much that Jesus Christ went to a cross and there he died for the sins of the world. He paid the price for our mistakes. He paid the price for all the chains that we think will give us meaning in life. And when he rose from the dead, all those chains were broken. And today, right now, the chains that hold us back from finding your love and your grace can be broken in Jesus' name. And I pray for that person right now who needs to become aware that these chains are imitations, not what you intend for them. 
and that you want to break those chains, they would right now admit their sins, confess their sins, and invite Jesus Christ into their life and receive new life. Receive not imitation, happiness, but a life with joy and peace and purpose. And Father God, I pray that for all of us who are in the midst of frustration because of lockdown, that you will help us to use these chains to advance your gospel, that we would choose hope and we would choose joy. Help joy to become our default for your glory. And we ask all this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Church, may God bless you and may God's face shine upon you. And as we worship right now, let worship break your chains. In Jesus' name, I send you out to change the world. Amen and amen.